This is West Branch coach Jared Tiley, and you are listening to the Coach's Corner Podcast. Coach's Corner Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stonebreaker. Thanks for listening. I had a chance to catch up with some of our area basketball coaches last week. On today's program are Tipton Girls Basketball Coach Matt Bulger, West Branch Girls Basketball Coach Jared Tylee, Wilton Girls Basketball Coach Jake Serrata, Nottaway Valley Girls Basketball Coach Brian Eisbach. Thanks for joining us. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Coaching Hour Podcast. We're catching up with Tipton Girls basketball coach Matt Bolger. The Tigers are underway in the regular season. They played at Regina last night. Coach, welcome on the podcast. Thanks a lot. We are underway with games, and uh, let's uh, talk about that here today. Going over to Regina, before we do that, what do you learn about your team in the preseason practices? Uh, I, mean, I think I learned we're a close group, and... I think we have a lot of girls who really want to get better, really want to kind of turn the tide here uh, for the girls' basketball program. So there's that desire there. Um, just there's a lot that goes into that and learning how to how to win and how to be successful, and I think that's where we're at. And I think my biggest compliment I can give to them is they keep coming back the next day kind of with a smile on their face, ready to do it, um, even though it's hard and even though it's, I don't know when we'll see the fruits of our labor, but they keep coming back, and I, I always worry. I don't always worry, but some nights I worry, and I'm like, man, I don't know if I'm going to lose this girl or is she going to you know, be be downtrodden or whatever, and the next day she'll be back and battling. And so really, really happy about that because I do think there's, you know, it's got to start there. They have to want to get better and have to want to kind of turn the corner and so that we have the want. We just got to get better at kind of the on-court skills and you know that's something we're working on I think hopefully over the course of the next couple weeks we start to see some progress in that area. You guys got through Thanksgiving break okay I assume then? Yes so we we got through fine everybody's healthy Um, we were able to practice a few times which you know super helpful that we got you know the Anamosa game being postponed is probably a blessing just because it gave us an extra four or five practices just to incorporate things and try to get things ironed out and you know i've told i don't know how many people this this week are like are you ready are you ready i was like no but you know i don't think i'd ever say yes i'm ready for the first game you always wish you had done something more had something else better um you know better installed or whatever so it it was good for us to get a few more practices for sure let's take a look at the season opener you guys traveled over to iowa city regina a school you know very well It was a little different being on that sideline as or that bench, I guess, as opposed to the other one. But it was 
really nice seeing, you know, some people that I've known. A couple of my assistants are still there as assistants. Um, the AD is different, but I'm familiar with him. Uh, just some parents that still have kids there. So really, really nice kind of seeing people that, you know, I had a good run with and have a lot of good memories with. Um, definitely went there to, to win a game, um, but, but it was really nice to have kind of that, I don't know, a little bit of a homecoming, I guess, as, as we started. Would have probably liked to have it not be our first game, but yeah. it is what it is, so that's what happened. Kind of reminds me of the movie The Mighty Ducks, you know, where Gordon Bombay coaches right. yep. <laughs> the Hawks right off the bat. I hadn't looked ahead far enough for our schedule until after we talked on last week's podcast, and I was like, oh, my goodness, what what are the chances, you know? So, anyway, you guys... Uh, it, Go ahead. And the even like even the better part of that is so so they're still running a lot of the stuff that they ran when I was there, and so that's what we're trying to incorporate here at Tipton. So you know after the games and everything, you know I told my coaches I was like, look, they know our offense better than we do right now, and that's a tough way to start, you know, because they know the terminology. Regina knows our terminology better than we do. They know our kind of our system better than we do right now, just because they've been doing it for for years. So. To open up like that is probably really the worst case scenario for our girls, just because that, that put them at an immediate disadvantage. Um, but to their credit, you know, they battled and everything else. It just it it just really highlighted, hey, this is where we're at, and this is where we need to be, and that's you know we're going to show some film on that tonight and everything. But it just it was kind of the perfect storm there to to be going back the first time we're running this stuff against a team that already knows it better than we did. But we fought, and that was the main thing. It's kind of interesting. I'm sure that adds another level of of coachability to these kids. You know, I mean, this. I mean, not that's a. You know, we're in the Christmas season now. It's kind of a gift that almost keeps giving in a way. Is this something that you can, you know, I mean, we're going to see Regina again. Um, you know, we we suffered the loss, sixty one forty four. But there's a lot more to that, and we'll talk about that here in a second. But you know, you have. Um, live bodies against what you're wanting to do you know last week we talked about having the kids attention just because of covid i think this adds another layer of having their attention because they can see it in action is that fair to say yeah i think that's fair to say and and i think they were able to see kind of the finished product of where we're going i i've shown them film a little bit from a few years ago when some of my teams ran it so they have an idea but then to be on the floor and kind of just experience it in full speed very crisply and think you know maybe that can be us here in a month or two or whatever and so I think it I think it's there I do think hopefully today at practice we can talk about that and just what it was like playing against it and how much smoother we can iron out some wrinkles and and be better at it and and I hope it was kind of a a learning experience that we can gain a lot from so I guess I, I didn't even I talked to the girls briefly about it, but we'll have to really kind of sit down and discuss it a little bit today at practice as we do film and just kind of really, you know, ask, hey, did you notice how they did this and how the ball didn't move or didn't stick and, and kept moving, and, and that's where we want to be. So, yeah, I think I think it was a great learning experience all the way around. That was one of the most immediate things I saw out of the game. You know, you guys, uh, no one, standing still was not an option. Is kind of how I was, how I kind of right. referred to it. Right. And talk about how that affects the game. And as a as a, a defender, I mean, if mentally it wears on you too. Besides physically, and I mean, I'm guessing that's part of your system, right? Right. I mean, the ball can 
can move faster than, than a girl. Like, that's just the way it is. So if we can keep the ball moving and we're constantly cutting and replacing and things, girls can get really mixed up or players can get mixed up. Am I in help? Am I, am I on the ball? And that constant movement of the defense creates a lot of driving lanes or open shots. And right now, we, we look pretty good at times. And then all of a sudden, we'll just, like, stick the parking brake on and try to drive with it on, and we just get – we get stuck, and I keep saying the ball can't stick, the ball can't stick. And so it's it's a process because it, it is hard. Um, it's not exactly a, a simple, you know, elementary offense that you just kind of will be all right, you know, game one, whatever. And when it looks good, it looks good. But the, the flip side of that, when it looks bad, it looks really bad. So where we're, where we're at right now is just kind of there's structure that has to be followed but also some freedom that it allows. Like when we drive certain places, girls need to fill certain spots. And so that's the part we're struggling with, the safety net of a structure, but also having the freedom to make plays. And I think that's just me really emphasizing, giving them a little bit more freedom and letting them know, hey, I want you to make basketball plays. But when things break down, we need to get back into our structure here. And so there were times last night I thought it looked really good, and we're going to show those clips and just the ball movement and kind of finding open girls and getting open shots. Um, the part where it didn't is when we really got robotic and we just think we fall into this habit of I'm supposed to pass to here and then she passes to here and reset. And, and that's just not the way I like to play. You know, we want to throw the ball where it's open and wherever the ball goes, it kind of dictates our next move. And we like to kind of still get into the habit of it's really comfortable to me to throw the pass here because I know what I'm supposed to do, and even if that girl is guarded, I'm going to throw it. And so it's just the learning curve is pretty steep, and we're, we're still on the upswing there. But there were some good signs last night. We just got to cut down on our turnovers and force some passes that aren't there. You guys trailed 16-8 to eight after the first quarter, and they came out and scored a couple quick baskets. I know you called a timeout to kind of calm things down a little bit. Um, talk about the first quarter and, you know, kind of set you up for the second quarter, right? I don't know if you had a, a moment where it was like, hey, we're okay. This is a moment where we decide if we're going to go home or if we're going to fight back. Is that, I mean. Yeah, I mean, it was, and the thing is we talked about before the game, we said, look, you know, basketball is an imperfect game. We're going to have tons of mistakes and be in the first game of the year. And with everything else going on, there's going to be even more mistakes, you know, just because new system, new coach on the road, them knowing stuff better than we do. Like, Again, it was a perfect storm that we walked into there. And so we talked about it before the game, just, hey, things are going to go wrong. How are we going to respond? And I thought initially out of the shoot, they got a couple easy ones because um, we had some breakdowns. We had some easy looks or easier looks. We missed a couple kind of bunnies right off the bat. And I always I always worry, especially that first game, really every game, but particularly the first game, you got to get that first basket to fall because I think everybody just takes it big deep breath and exhales in because all right we scored we're good and so it took us a little bit of time to do that and we we had some live ball turnovers that led to layups and we had some breakdowns and all of a sudden we look up and it was 16 to 4 and then we started to kind of flow into things a little bit better we changed up the lineup a little bit I thought we had a couple guards out there that kind of worked together really well and the ball just the ball moved and we hit a shot we hit a three I think Alex hit a three and that kind of again we're really good at energy when things are going well, which is not a terrible thing. The problem is when things don't go so well, the energy level kind of dips a little. So we had this run going, and so the energy was great. We got a couple stops. I think we forced a turnover, hit another shot. Like it was, 
it was really neat to see because, like you said, it, it was kind of that, you know, you don't want to say you have a defining moment in the first game of the season, but it, it was at least a mini defining moment. Like, are we going to fight this year or are we going to just roll? And so we didn't roll over. We fought back. We got within one. You know, and I, we had a chance or two to take the lead. We didn't. That's all right. Um, but when at halftime, you know, walking in there, I'm like, can't. And, and they were happy, and I'm glad they were happy. You know, you could feel it. You could feel some excitement there. But at the same time, I was like, this is a half. You know, like we yes, got to play yeah. 16 more minutes like that quarter because we don't want to be content with just playing them well for a half or whatever. And, you know, to, to Regina's credit, they came out that third quarter. Um, I just watched it again. They missed three shots right away but got offensive rebounds on each one and put them back. Whereas our first three possessions, we had three turnovers. And so that's a huge swing right there. And pretty soon, you know, that one-point deficit is like double digits, and we just we didn't have enough firepower to come all the way back. Coach, you guys had a 17-8 run in the second quarter, 24-23, to down by one at halftime. And, you know, those moments, uh, you know, I, I kind of, you know, you look at it like a video game, you know, with a power meter. And, you know, that power meter instead of power is a belief meter. And when you have a new coach, you know, that meter, you want it to be full, you know. Um, but it doesn't start right. full, uh, yeah, like a video game where it then decreases. This is kind of more like a uh, an audio file where, you know, if you have things distorted, it goes up and down. And, you know, I'm sure there were moments at, at halftime, it was more the, your your belief meter. Um, I think coaches are – I have their own belief meter, you know. It's like, well – Right. Is this going to work? You know, is is, is yep. what, you, you get feedback and stuff, and but then you have to balance that. You know, Regina, you know they're going to make a run. You know, you know they have a couple really good players. Andy Gayen is uh, um, one of the better returning players in the South. Um, she finished with twenty one. This Abby Clark uh, gal had twenty one as well. So they had two of their players had forty two of their sixty one points. I know that's not ideal. Sometimes when you do the math, you know, maybe there's just a media sort of perspective. You, know, you take away those guys and whatever. But, right, right. Um, you know, you guys then rebounded. You had 14 fourth quarter points. And maybe you got in some of those situations where, you know, you had, I mean, you talk about being able to put stuff in, you know, with press and whatever in preseason. I mean, shoot, you can't work on every single situation. Right. And, you know, when you're, when you're down, you have to – have those situations where you fight back and then the the degree of fighting back, you know, are you going to fight back to, uh, yeah, wear people out then you, then your rotation, you know, and it's all kinds of things there that you can't replicate in the practice that, um, not that you throw in the towel after the third quarter by any stretch, but, um, there's always something you can kind of, kind of do. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's, there was definitely a moment where we had the first half come back, right? And you're like, okay, we can do this again. We can do this again. I think in the second half, I don't know. I, I thought it just maybe it was too much to handle mentally. Maybe it was just we were wiped. I'm not sure. But, you know, a good team like Regina with good tradition, you're exactly right. They're going to keep, like, they're going to keep pushing. Like, they're, they're never going to roll over just because that tradition. They know, hey, like, this is how – this is how we play. This is how our predecessors have played. We're used to win. And, and that, I think, is hard for an up-and-coming program like us because, you know, we might be able to take the first punch to the face and maybe we could take a second. But then to take that continuous barrage of blows and just 
you know, it, they keep it coming, and, and I don't think we could withstand that yet, you know, because it's, it's a big mental challenge to know that, hey, we're going to get their best for 32 minutes. And we were great for 16, and really the first 16, I thought we played about, you know, six to eight well. We just, I don't know what it was, the first part of the game and the first part of the third quarter, where we just, we weren't there, we didn't, things didn't click, whatever, and they came out hot. And so those are definitely some areas we're going to have to work on, but, um Hopefully that's something that is fixable. 19 field goals made from the floor last night. Alex Hoffman with 15. Rachel Behrman with 13. Brenna Wilkins with 8. Allison Nash with 4. Ashley Howland 3. Carly Langenberg with 1. Liz Behrman Haley Stewart also were in on uh, the action last night. 27 turnovers to 20 from Regina. You guys out-rebounded them, 25 to 22. You know, he made three three-pointers. There's some there's some good things in those stats. I mean, uh, you always improve them, but, you know, get, getting a rebound advantage is good. We have some good rebounders, Coach. We do have some good rebounders. And, you know, we have one extremely good rebounder, which is almost a blessing and a curse because Rachel will go after every rebound, which is great. The problem is I think her teammates know she will go after every rebound. And so at times I don't think – they crash as hard as they can because they're like, oh, Rachel's got it. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit, show some clips of that. But, you know, we, we had some spurts with the rebound. Like the rebounding, like there were parts where we were, I thought, aggressive, found a body um, on the defensive end, on the offensive end. We crashed. We created a couple extra points and possessions by going to the offensive glass. Then there were spurts where I thought we got tired and we just kind of, and again, it was kind of at the beginning of the third quarter where they would get offensive rebound, put back, offensive rebound, put back. And those are the ones we just got to cut back. Um, a constant, you know, thing we've been talking about as a team is just, hey, you know, we're going to have to outwork and out-execute teams. We're not going to out-talent a lot of teams in our league, and that's okay. We just have to really accept that, hey, we got to do the little things, the rebounding, the loose balls. And I thought at times we did, and at times we really – we, we were short on that end, and so we got to improve there. Coach, I think we'll leave it there today. We'll have a, uh, some games to talk about next week. Mid-Prairie comes to town Friday. Um, potentially West Liberty next week. We'll have to wait and see. Um, the Comets have had some COVID stuff going on with school. Um, so maybe one, maybe two games. We'll also we'll have some other uh, improvement stuff to talk about. So thanks for coming on this morning. I appreciate it. Good luck this week. Go get them. Hey, thanks a lot. Really appreciate your time. This is Nottaway Valley girls basketball coach Brian Eisbach. Thank you for being awesome fans. We miss seeing you all on game night. This pandemic will end, but your fandom will not. You can follow us on Facebook at Nottaway Valley girls basketball and on Twitter and Instagram at NV Girls Hoops. Thanks again, and go Wolverines. Back to the Coach Corner Podcast. We're catching up with the West Branch girls basketball coach, Jared Tylee. Jared, welcome on the podcast. Thanks, thanks again for having me. It's exciting. We have games to talk about, real live ba- high school basketball games. 
kids to go out and have fun and, and do something that they like, you know, love or like to do. So um, it's good to be back out there. Last time we talked, uh, preseason was wrapping up. Uh, what did you learn about your team during the preseason? Um, you know, just um, that we were still trying to figure some things out. Um, we kind of knew what we had coming back, um, but obviously a different team. So um, just just continuing to um, preach what we always preach as far as playing defense and rebounding the ball and, and taking care of the ball and um, you know, and our kids did a pretty good job of that throughout that month of, of November, and, and it's just something that we need to be consistent with. And, and uh, you know, and, and I think that's one thing that they got to learn is, is the consistency thing, and, um, and and that goes for everybody. That goes for for 1 through 20 now, and, and, and uh, you know, and we got to develop a bench, and we're still continuing to do that. So that's one thing that we haven't figured out yet, but uh, hopefully we will here in the next couple weeks. Coach, uh, you opened up at Durant uh, last, uh, excuse me, this this past Tuesday. Um, sorry, I've been off with uh, schedules and weeks and stuff. So last Tuesday, this past Tuesday, um, you went to Durant. Uh, you guys swept the Wildcats last year in two uh, Divi- uh, South Division games. You guys came away with a seventy to thirty three victory, and you did some nice things. Yeah, um, you know we. Defensively, we, we put the pressure on, and, and, and you know, we made some mistakes, which, which is good because that's what we needed. Um, you go the whole month of November defending each other and, you know, playing against each other in practice, and it was good to get out and see a different colored jersey and, and figure out what we need to work on. So, yeah, we, we absolutely made plenty of mistakes, especially defensively, um, but that, that's fine. I mean, it's it gives us something that we need to strive for in practice and, and, and those kind of things. And then offensively, you know, I thought we were, we were pretty good as far as un- how unselfish we were. We, I think we had 21 assists on 28 baskets and, and four players in double figures. And, and so, yeah, I, I, thought, uh, I thought the way we played good team basketball offensively um, was pretty good. And, and hopefully that's another thing that we can be consistent with and continue to uh, – in that first uh, minute of the game, it was kind of crazy. You guys had um, four points, and I think forced four turnovers, and you guys were, were were off in a sense. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, and I guess coming out the gates, and, and you kind of expect that your kids are going to be um, both extremely excited, and probably there's probably some nerves just. Um, the first action, so hopefully that that was what that was. But uh, yeah, I felt like we settled down after that and took better care of the basketball and and uh, you know put some put some more points on the board and and just getting settled in defensively. That's that's something that uh, we probably need to do a little bit better job of um, earlier in the game. Um, something we can work on and improve on. You guys held a lead after the first quarter. 23-8 run in the second quarter, and you really started showing your outside shooting. You guys had a lot of threes in the first half. Yeah, and, and obviously with playing four guards a lot, um, you know, we, we, we need to make shots. And and uh, and just to open things up for driving lanes and, and our post people. And um, so, yeah, it's something that we, we work on a lot and we need to continue to work on. We have our – 
our guards spend a lot of time um, after practice every night getting up a bunch of extra uh, extra shots and and uh, yeah, so hopefully that continues to pay off and and we need and we need it from everybody because not everybody's going to be making shots on every single night. So um, when other people are off, we need other people to step up. So it's something we need to be keep keep uh, working on. Forty-one to eighteen at halftime, you guys outscore the Wildcats twenty-nine to sixteen. Excuse me, fifteen in the second half to uh, get the victory there. You guys had um, some interesting stats, like you said. You know, seventeen points for Delaney Lonexus to lead you a double double. To be honest, uh, fourteen rebounds, five offensive rebounds is a very good stat to for her to pull down. Yeah, and and I'm not sure. A lot of people know a lot about Delaney, um, but they they will soon. You know, I mean, especially if they watch that film, it's something that doesn't surprise us. I mean, we see it every day in practice, and and you could see it coming over the last couple of years. And you know, we have we have high expectations for Delaney, and I know she has high expectations for herself as well. So, um, but yeah, it, it, she filled the stat sheet. I told her that the other day in practice. It's it's not just the points, but more importantly, even the rebounds and. I know she had a handful of steals, a handful of assists, and, you know, a few blocks or whatever. So, um, and, and we had multiple girls do that, and it's something we talk about. Don't stat sheet other than just, just points. And, and uh, yeah, we, I, I was pretty pretty happy with how how uh, spread out things were. You know, it was interesting. You know, I, I didn't see you a whole lot unless you guys played a team I covered um, last year, but I, I was in I took note of uh, just the communication on the floor. Um, you know, you guys had uh, um, some good uh, vocal on defense. Uh, your gals really uh, wanted to make sure their teammates knew, hey, this is where I am. Get, get, uh, you got this gal, or if they switch, do this or whatever. And uh, I don't remember that from last year, and I'm guessing you did, but I just didn't. Um, it just stood out to me in this game for some reason. And I'm glad you, you said that because that makes us as a coaching staff extremely happy. It's something we've talked about ever for the last 10 years, you know, and, and it's not an easy thing to, to get teams to do, to communicate as simple as it sounds, but um, it, it is. It's something we emphasize every day in practice. And um, to hear somebody else notice it, you know, it does. It makes us it, – it, it's satisfying to hear. And, and we do. We put a lot of pressure on our girls to, to communicate because we – do a lot of different things press-wise and defensively and and so uh yeah I'm, I'm happy about that and and it's something that i feel like good teams do you you know you mean you hear good teams um that you hear good teams chattering a lot on the floor and you hear you hear uh sneakers squeaking that when you when you when basketball is being played well those two things are happening a lot so hopefully that's something that we can continue with ryan and sasha combined to make five threes and for a while there, they Rylan got kind of lost in the shuffle, and well, lo and behold, oh, she's putting a three up and it goes in. I mean, they kind of lost track of her a little bit, it seemed like. Yeah, and Rylan's somebody that she's really stepped her game up the last, you know, couple of years, and and I've made it, I make it perfectly well known to her that uh, we need her to step up in big spots, and and she did, and and. Uh, She's a great shooter, and, and she's gonna she's gonna do those kind of things. And we need her to con- continue to assert herself, um, especially offensively. 
Brown had 15, Sasha Koenig had 14, Taya Young with 10, and uh, those were the leaders. You guys had pretty much everyone who dressed played, and it was kind of exciting too to watch uh, just the excitement of the of the starters on the bench when when some of these gals scored their first varsity points. Uh, uh, there was Savannah Sexton, uh, Kylie Pickett, I think I said that, yeah, um, Sadie Smith. I mean, some of these gals are. Uh, there's a freshman, a sophomore, a senior. Sorry, not, yeah, a senior, sorry. I mean, you just don't know how many opportunities you can get everybody. You know, high school sports, it's hard to hard to uh, tell how a game's going to go. So, you know, first game out, some of these uh, exciting bonding things for the kids, you know, is uh, a good thing to see too. You know, I mean, without a crowd uh, per se as a normal home game, you know, you kind of have to bring your own energy. Yeah, for sure. And, and again, um, we 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 tell our girls how, the importance of everybody one through twenty. You know, I mean, it, twenty is just as important as number one. And and uh, you know, it nothing excites me more than seeing one of our girls who doesn't quite get the same minutes as some others come in and, and make a basket or make a big play defensively or whatever it may be. And and uh, when our bench gets involved, I mean, that's the kind of stuff I lo- I like. That's why I coach. Um, you know, I, I coach to see um, kids get excited for other kids, and, and uh, you know, and um, just just being there, no matter what the situation is, and, and always being excited for each other. Um, it's what makes high school sports great. It make, it's what makes teams great. Um, so yeah, it's always it's always awesome to see. Home opener tomorrow night. You know, it's. Not gonna have the same crowd, but there will be people there, so that's kind of good. You know, it's always good to play in front of the home fans if there's one or a hundred. You know, and you know, Northeast is the opponent. They come in one and one. They lost to Cascade. They beat North Cedar one um, pretty handily there. And you know, it'll be interesting. I'm guessing they may look at this game for themselves as where where do they stand in the RBC? Do you see them maybe doing that or? Oh yeah, for sure, and I feel like we'll, we'll, that's going to happen with us all year long. But yeah, and 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 we've seen Northeast, and and they're going to be um, extremely scrappy and aggressive. That's what kind of stands out, and they're not going to back down. That's for that's for certain, and and um, you know, and, and we fully expect their best. And and it's like I I said last time, it nothing's going to come easy, and and I we we make that very clear to our kids and. And no, tomorrow night's no exception. Northeast is definitely going to come ready to play, and, and we have to come ready to play and and match and and even you know use energy as an advantage to us. And it, and it is it is what I believe is going to be the first last um, home varsity girls basketball game, probably for all programs as we move into a next gym. So it'll be the last first game in this gym, hopefully as as. We're expecting to open a new gym next year, so that's kind of exciting too. It'll be the first of, excuse me, the first of two home games. We'll talk about on next week's podcast. Tipton comes to town next Tuesday uh, with their new coach uh, Matt Bolger. Yeah, uh, extremely, extremely good coach. Um, we found that out when he was at Regina, and I have a lot of respect for Matt. And um, I was excited to see him back, come back to the area, but not excited at the same time. Uh, becoming a coach in our conference again because you know you're going to get that team best and and they're going to have a very they're going to be well coached they're going to have a great game plan and 
then you better be ready because um, he's going to have things to stop what you're good at and, 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 and uh, you know, do things that will try to exploit your weaknesses. So, um, again, another opponent that we're going to especially have to be ready to go for. Jared, we'll have some good things to talk about, I'm sure, next week. Thanks for coming on this week. Good luck. Go get him. All right. Thanks, Brian. Go Bears. Welcome back to the Coach Corner Podcast. We're catching up with Nottoway Valley Girls basketball coach, Brian Eisbach. Coach, welcome back. Morning, Ryan. Good to be with you. You guys uh, have your regular season underway. You have one game under in the books. We'll talk about that here in a second. Before we start, why don't uh, I have one question for you. What do you learn about your team in the preseason? Uh, I learned that three weeks of practice with no games uh, gets to be a little monotonous. Uh, but no, what I did learn was we have a pretty good balance of, you know, we talked last time, we've got three seniors that are pretty game-tested, whether they've been a starter in their career, you know, regularly or whether they will be this year. Um, learned that we have a really good balance between those three, uh, working with the younger kids, and that we have a pretty good uh, freshman crop of uh of kids that really want to get better and push each other and push their teammates. And so far it's been a lot of fun to watch. Coach, you opened up at Clarinda, a team that uh, you uh, have had success with over the last few years. Uh, you were able to pick up your sixth straight win over them. You defeated the Cardinals 63-19, to and you're off and running. We are. Um, you know, that was one of those things where, you know, before the game and, and leading up to the game, talking to the kids about, you know, one day at a time, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of other coaches on Twitter say the same thing, and that is that, you know, play it like it's your last game because it could be. I mean, we have no idea what's going to happen next with the state, um, you know, with the schedule. I mean, not only do we have to worry about staying healthy ourselves, but we got to hope that everybody on our schedule stays healthy so we can, you know, maintain the, the game schedule. So, uh, yeah, it was it was uh, it was pretty at times, and it was really ugly at times. Kind of what we expected first game out. You know, after three weeks of practice, everybody thinks all oh, three weeks of practice you should be ready to go. Well, there's only so much you can do. Getting kids ready for games, they've got to see the actual action and, and play against somebody that doesn't know them like everybody on their team does. Um, and I thought our kids did pretty well. I think we uh, we struggled from three. I think we were 0 for 16, um, which is not like us. I think that was probably the first game in my two-plus years here that we didn't hit at least one three. But we out-rebounded them pretty heavily, and, and we got into our transition game. Uh, when we did, it looked really good. When we didn't, you know, we kind of broke down a little bit. But we'll learn. We'll get better. And uh, looking forward to our next opportunity to play tomorrow. Coach Clarenda had the game under their belt. They uh, lost to Lennox uh, the previous week, 75-39. So you knew they kind of gave up some points, but you also knew they had a game under their belt. You don't know how that could affect teams despite the score, I guess. But um, yeah. Was that concerning, or was that? I mean, no. They, you know, they they've struggled the last couple of years, but they have a new coaching staff, and I think some of the coaching is is re, is from you know past seasons, and and they're really they're trending in the right direction. I know they played Red Oak the night after us, and only lost by four. Um, 
last two seasons we played, we only gave up 12 points in both meetings, and we gave up 19 the other night. Now, granted, 19, that's that's not like giving up 50, but at the same time, they did show improvement. Um, and, you know, I don't want to say it was concerning, but obviously as a coach, you know, until you get your first game under your belt or get your first couple games under your belt, you uh, you don't want to take anything for granted. So, no, they, they had a they had a pretty good game plan, and, and they got us a few times, but uh, ultimately, you know, it was a 44-point win for us. You guys led 23-3 to after the first quarter. You outscored them 11-9 to in the second quarter, up 34-12 to at halftime. Um, you know, after halftime, you guys... I, I would imagine made some adjustments or just did what you kept doing. Uh, Seventeen to three run. Uh, you know you were up fifty-one to fifteen after three quarters. All twelve players got in and had some sort of statistic. Um, so that was good to see too. It was, you know, and that's something we talked to our kids about Tuesday at practice. Was you know you put everything in the huddle and you get your stats and and you know huddle does a pretty good job, but. What's the one thing I do like about uh, their program, we use Huddle Assist, is they actually will give you a plus or minus for each kid. And was pretty pretty happy to report to the team that every single kid got in, which is always a good thing, but um, every kid that, that played, so all, all 12 of us, had a positive effect on the game. And we talk about, you know, if you make a mistake – um, let's say you turn it over. Well, you've got to do two positives now to make up for that negative, and so obviously all twelve did, and, and that was a, a good way to start, for sure. Coach Macy uh, and Corinne Bond had back-back defensive steals, and it led to some early uh, um, buckets. Uh, she, Macy Coons is who I'm talking about. Uh, you know, you guys also had. Uh, uh, Rebound with Corinne that led to. I'm sorry, Corinne had a steal that led to a fast break that Maddox Devault got two points. You guys were up ten to nothing, uh, less than three minutes in, and you know, first one like in volleyball, you know, the first one to ten, fifteen, twenty is a mental uh, advantage too. And I'm guessing the same sure thing. Is. You know, when you got to a ten nothing lead, that was another mental. I mean, you're collecting mental uh, advantages at that point. Sure, absolutely, yeah, and that's something we talked to the kids about. You know. <laughs> I never ever want to talk bad about an opponent and 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 you know after the last two seasons the two seasons I've been involved with the program you know we gave up 12 points both years and and so obviously going into the game you know you have kind of a benchmark in your mind you don't want to give up a certain amount of points and really the the message to the kids was don't look at the scoreboard no matter how close or how lopsided it is we need to work on us focus on us you know, and, and like you just mentioned, you know, we did our thing and we jumped out to a big lead. But then in the second quarter, we kind of stopped. Get, we, we started getting away from what makes us successful, which is running the floor, spacing, attack, attack, attack. And, and I kind of felt like going into halftime, which is what we touched on at halftime in the locker room, was, you know, we concentrate on your job. Do your job. Be the best teammate you can be. And collectively, it'll, you know, it'll end up with a, with a big win. And. Obviously, like I mentioned, a 44-point win is a 44-point win, but um, we definitely took away several things that we need to continue to, to drill home and, and get better at. Macy Coons had another steal and a score. Uh, not I, When I thought about that, it's like, you know, you always hear about scoop and score for football. You know, I think I'm going to uh, use that in stories this year, steal and score. <laughs> but anyway, uh, she has steal and score. Um it put you up by 20 for the first time in the game, 29 to nine, just under five minutes before halftime. And, you know, that kind of leads into, 
you know, and next thing, you know, one of my observations was, you know, you guys fast break all the time, you know, and maybe talk about that, you know, it's, it's like a hot, I mean, it's sort of like a hot potato, but not, you know, it's like the, when, you know, ball travels faster sometimes uh, when things are crisp and it's just seemed like, you know, when you always crash, travels faster than a dribble. Absolutely. Crash to the boards and, you know, the quick outlet passes, you know, you guys got the ball to half court before and had the numbers even if it was one-on-one, I would think those numbers are in your favor. Um, you know, I'm, and you just get out and go. Is that kind of how things like work? Like Talladega Nights, I want to go fast. <laughs> I mean, that's, that, that is, we say it all the time, we want to go fast. And I can live, you know, I've heard other coaches say it too, we can live with turnovers in transition. If you're pushing the action, getting the ball up the floor, staying wide and attacking, and you turn it over, that's fine. It's the half court, slow it down methodical running a play where you throw into hands those are the turnovers we can't live with and and honestly um for many reasons and and obviously you got to have the kids and the the mindset and the athletes to be able to do it which we do fortunately for us we want to go fast we want to push the issue and you know i i feel as a coach you know especially as a newer coach this is only my third year you know if you want to compete at the end of the season you have to be unpredictable and hard to scout and to me um, to us, if if we can if we can play our game and be uh, quick and, and crisp, like you said, we don't have to run plays. And if you don't have plays to scout, you're hard you're hard to you know you're going to be harder to guard, harder to scout. And and really, it comes down to we want our kids just to play the game. And with you know giving them a few basic rules like spacing and hard cuts and good screens and setting the screen up and all that kind of thing, and and just letting the kids play and, and have the game come to them instead of trying to script everything. Coach, you guys, another observation I had was, you know, you had a lot of opportunities for and-one situations, uh, a lot of breakouts um, based off of that outlet pass getting there and um, move, advancing the, the basketball. Um, you guys were 17 to 25 from the free throw line. And, you know, getting making more than the team even shoots is uh, this case. And a lot of times when that happens, good things happen. Absolutely. And that's something we've tried to – really instill in our kids um, and getting down into the, uh, say, the middle school program and, and, and below that is the ability to shoot with correct form and to be able to make those free throws. And, you know, it's not always the case, but usually those last, you know, eight teams that make it to state, um, for the most part, shoot, you know, north of 70% from the line, sometimes 80 or more, 75% or more. And in the last couple of years, we've shown improvement each season. We're not, you know, where we need to be yet. But we are trending in the right direction. So yeah, we shot uh, 17 to 25, 68 percent from the line, and and uh, obviously the more free throws you can shoot, the better. And you can't get to the line if you're not being aggressive. So definitely uh, uh, a good sign for us. Max Devault, 28 points, four rebounds, three steals, two excuse me, two assists, 10 of 11 from the free throw line. Lexi Scheich, double double, 12 points, 17 rebounds, four assists. Macy Coons, eight points, six assists, four steals. Annika Nelson had five points, five rebounds off the bench. Uh, you know, we keep going. Lindsey Davis, Bella Hogan, three points. Whitney Lamb, Madison Carson's two points. All 12 kids, like I said earlier, got in, got something done on the court. And uh, it's a, you know, it's a good chance to, to get basketball back into a schedule, you know. And, um, you bet. You're back into, you know, you have, you have practice the next day. You guys have practice schedule you know and does do you have some of those moments where it's like hey 
you know, it is basketball season. You know, you allow yourself to forget what's going on in the world or whatever's going on at home or whatnot, and you just get to be with the team. Is that? Have you seen some of those moments here early on? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and it's 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 a different time. You know, there's a lot less fans in the stands. I mean, uh, you know, personally, I, I hate the fact that my wife and my seven year old son can't make it. Amanda and Max are, are a big part of our success, and, and the fact that we, you know, we have family on the back of our of our uh, warm-up shirts and it's not because it sounds cool and it, it, I mean that's truly how we feel that's how we approach our program and um, I you know I think more than anything seeing seeing the freshmen that have come in and they all are capable of doing some amazing things in their own ways and and seeing our sophomores our juniors and our seniors really gel together um, I don't want to say we have a chip on our shoulder but I mean we feel like we've got something to prove we we've underachieved you know we talked earlier or last week we were 20 and 3 last year but we feel everybody kind of walked away that we underachieved um you know I, I feel like so far it's been one big moment and that is these kids are embracing the fact you know the chance to play the chance to represent their communities and and yes we don't have the big crowds right now like we're we're accustomed to but you know we have a lot of fans at home watching us and and seeing these kids really uh, have each other's back. I mean, more this year than any other year have I seen, you know, if somebody misses a layup in a drill or misses a wide-open pass or whatever, the positivity with, oh, you got it, you'll get the next one, you know, and that's and that's something that doesn't just show up. I mean, kids really have to, you know, nowadays I think have to work at um, being good teammates uh, because there are so many other things for them to do than just play a sport. And, and seeing these kids embrace the, the opportunity that they have in front of them and, and obviously we've got work to do, but um, so far I feel like uh, the kids have really done a good job of having each other's back and, and motivating each other and, and doing it in a positive way, and I think uh, it'll pay dividends in the long run. Clarendo is led by Faith Espinoza with seven points, Chloe Strait with five. Coach, we're going to have a couple games to talk about the next time, uh, next week when we get back together to talk about uh, the Wolverines. You play Grandview Christian Friday and Southwest Valley next Tuesday. Both home games, I think, is how I saw that. Yep, um, yep that is correct. You know, at this time of this recording here, uh, Grandview Christian's 0-2 with losses to Davis County and Earlham. Earlham uh, the Earlham game is a one-point contest. Um, Sydney Lane, they have a double-digit score there. Also, you know, Southwest, Southwest Valley's 0-2, but they've scored 40 or more points in both games. Um, they lost to Griswold and Shandoah. Shandoah's obviously... Uh, well, I shouldn't say obviously, but uh, Shenandoah is the larger of the two schools I uh, of those two that they played. Um, so yeah, you know you have some some a chance to get on uh, some momentum and get on a roll here. We do, uh, Grandview Christian. Uh, we're you know, we've played them uh, the last two years, and uh, uh, Lane, uh, who you mentioned, is our leading scorer, and. and She's actually fun to watch. Uh, she's a lefty, and she doesn't need a whole lot of space to get a shot up. They've got a few of those kids that can, um, I don't want to say don't have a filter, but they'll they'll pop a shot in your eye if you're not careful. And so we're going to have to uh, to do uh, do us really well and, and stay on top. But uh, you know, I think it'll be a challenge in several different ways. They're, they've got some, some pretty good balance on the floor. And then Southwest Valley, uh, they've graduated some talent the last couple of years. They've got a new coaching staff, and um, I've not met their coach yet, but I've heard him uh, speak on different interviews in the area, and I, I like what he's saying and, and what he, how he's trying to uh, uh, to you know guide their program. And, and uh, obviously, that'll be a that'll be our first conference game uh, here in the Pride of Iowa. So, 
yeah, we have some opportunities coming up. We just got to continue to uh, stay on top of us and do us the best we can, and and uh, and then we'll go into uh, next Friday at Wayne, which is uh, a two-hour drive. So that's always an interesting warm-up after a two-hour bus ride on a cold Friday night. But kids are looking forward to the chance to for the chance to compete, and uh, and uh, we'll see. Uh, you know, next time we speak, uh, see if we're three and zero, or if we've got some other uh, things to to address. You guys, uh, before I let you go, I wanted to get your quick thoughts. I don't know how far you look ahead or not, but um, this probably hasn't. Uh, you, you probably know this. Uh, you know, Mount Air lost to Panorama, uh, battle of two state-ranked teams, both on your schedule. Um, what do you think of that? Um, I'd be lying if I said I didn't look ahead. I mean, obviously, when we're with the team and uh, Coach Savage and I are at practice and we're, uh, you know, drawing up practice plans and so forth, we're not looking ahead. You know, we need to take care of our next our next opponent and, and be prepared as much as we can. But uh, Panorama actually, I believe, bumped up to 3A this year from 2A. Um, and and uh, selfishly, that is a game that, you know, as a coach, I want to get this year because we've, we've uh, lost to them three times in two years. They're not in our conference, but uh, very well-coached, very athletic, very actually a really fun team to watch, and they have been for years. But well, geographically, Mount Air. Geographically, though, for, the, for our listeners here, Panorama is in the area of, of Greenfield. Very close. Just not the yep. same conference. 20, 25 minutes north, uh, just on the other side of I-80 from us. Um, Sorry to interrupt. Mount Air is no, no, no. That's okay. And then Mount Air is in our conference, uh, Pride of Iowa. They are uh, uh, they are a state ranked team. I believe you have to correct me. I'll probably be wrong. I think thirteenth, maybe. Uh, the preseason fifteenth. Uh, fifteenth, okay, in the preseason rankings. And uh, you know they've got some. They've got a lot of talent. They're always going to be athletic, uh, and they are uh, uh, also one of our bigger games on our schedule. And we we get them twice because we're on the same side of the conference. So. Yeah, that was definitely a game of interest, um, definitely a game. As we get a little closer to both of those teams, I'll start watching that film a little bit more closely. But uh, I think Panora got him, Panorama got him by 18. Uh, if I, yeah, I think that's what you said. So definitely a game of interest, um, not only for, for proximity, but also, you know, our kids are have played against both of those schools since they were little and uh, always uh, – Fun games to prepare for, and looking forward to that. But we obviously have a lot to, to take care of before we see Mount Air on the fifth of January and Panorama on the sixteenth. Coach, I appreciate your time this morning. We'll talk about the Grandview Christian and uh, Southwest Valley game next week, and uh, maybe we'll take a look and see how the Pride of Iowa Conference is doing at at the what one eighth part of the schedule. <laughs> I don't know. So yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, thanks for coming on. Good luck. <laughs> Go get them. All right, man. Thank you for your uh, for your coverage. Appreciate it. Welcome back to the Coach Corner Podcast. We're catching up with Wilton girls basketball coach Jake Serrata. Beavers have a game under their belt, a victory under their belt. Coach, welcome on the podcast. Thank you. We have some good things to talk about. You guys won your opener at Comanche 55-34 to against a uh, traditional power in the conference, the River Valley Conference North Division, Comanche. 
before we start that, how did preseason end up and what do you learn about your team in general over the course of your preparation for the season? Well, it's obviously been interesting this year with, you know, losing people to quarantining and really we've yet to have everyone at practice uh, so far this season. Uh, we've had girls come back, girls go out, so it's just been kind of a, a revolving door at times, but the girls are working really hard, um, working at, at you know, getting better offensively, um, learning our plays, um, working on our transitions, and you know, getting getting better with our press and our, our defense. Those are our, our main goals coming into the season. Get better at those things, and they've really worked hard. And uh, showed a little bit on Tuesday. You guys beat Comanche last year in a close game, forty-three to forty. Um, I'm sorry, Comanche beat you guys in a close game, forty-three to forty. I'm sorry. Um, and you know that you know they've had some history and stuff. They also had some graduation losses. You guys did a really good job um, defensively here. It was tied 12-12 after the first quarter. You guys uh, collected a goose egg in the second quarter, 15-0 run. Gave you guys a 27-12 halftime lead. And I would think that would be a pretty good uh, uh, halftime speech waiting to happen. Yeah, you know, the first quarter was, you know, back and forth. Uh, they hit a shot at the buzzer to uh, end the first quarter to tie it 12-12. And uh, second quarter, we kind of ramped up our, our press a little bit. Um, girls got a lot of tips and touches. Uh, steals led to some transition baskets. And um, defensively, we, we really did a nice job blocking out, clearing the boards, and getting ball out and moving down the floor for us to, to get some easy baskets. You guys had done that in your scrimmage with Calamus Wheatland. I thought in that you guys rebounded very well. Ella Caffrey and uh, Kelsey Drake in particular had gave themselves opportunities for rebound putbacks, got to the free throw line that way. And did that continue, I'm guessing, in this game? Yeah. Um, uh, Kelsey, uh, Ella Caffrey, and Peyton Serrata combined for 24 rebounds for us. Um, did a very nice job on the board. Um, and they also, those three also were in double figures for us. So that was a good, good start for us the season in that aspect. Also, we have girls off the bench, uh, really come in and do a nice job. Uh, just, you know, not necessarily scoring points, but playing very good defense for us. And, uh, senior Emmy Koss had a nice night. She, uh, had six points and had our first four of the game, hit a couple nice jump shots to start the game for us. So that was, that was good to get her in the flow of things and get some confidence going with her as well. Eight rebounds for Caffrey, Serrata, Drake. 22 for Kelsey Drake. Ten each for Caffrey and Serrata. Five off the bench for Peyton Ganser. And uh, two for Lauren Thompson. Comanche was led by two players in double digits. Danica Dodson, Maddie Michaels. Ten points each. And you guys did a really good job. You held them to under, well, I think it was 35% total for shooting in the game or something and you guys were around 50 percent if i my math remembers correct yeah um, we played you know very good defense our girls got the hand in the face i uh, didn't really give up any easy shots um and then didn't give them second chance shots that was that was the key to the game for us is to keep them off the offensive boards get us to get the ball and get going down the other end uh, and get more shot attempts for our girls as well um I really thought that, you know, we handled the ball well. We, we didn't make uh, mistakes. We didn't have the, the turnovers. We cut those down a lot. 
and, and that's just the difference for us. If we can if we can handle some pressure, if we can handle the basketball. Um, we have good enough athletes that we can score some points and do some good things. But we can't make the silly mistakes and give teams extra shots and extra extra shots at, uh, on the offensive end or give them easy turnovers. Some more statistics: you out rebounded them thirty-eight to twenty-four, twenty steals, eleven assists. You uh, 11 turnovers. They had 25 turnovers, 20 obviously coming off steals, and uh, that'll make anybody happy, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I was like, like I said, I thought the girls uh, really did a nice job with our press. Um, uh, they flew, uh, they, they, you know, they moved well defensively. They got in the right positions. They got good tips, um, and then we were able to take that and get some easy buckets out of it. You guys are going to Regina tomorrow night. Then you have two home games early this week. You're going to play three times in a matter of uh, um, seven days or six days or whatever um, at Regina tomorrow night. Home against the L&M on Monday and Tuesday. Durant comes to town. And we were talking earlier about, you know, you can't look too far ahead. And, uh, you know, Regina still is Regina. You know, they, they still have some good players over there. Yeah, Regina's going to be a, a tough team in our conference. I mean, they got Andy Gann back, who's one of the leading scorers in the conference last year. Um, obviously, that's where our focus has to turn is to, to make sure she's not getting easy shots. Uh, we got to play, got to play a good, solid defense. We got to take care of the basketball. They play a tough man-to-man defense. We've got to be ready for that. Um, and that's what we've been working on the last couple nights in practice, just being able to handle some pressure, taking care of the basketball, and and controlling things on our own end and hopefully we can take that over to the game tomorrow and play good basketball and that can lead to you know maybe get us on a little bit of a roll here they have a, they had a gal abby clark uh 21 points didn't really start much last year she started the other night um so it's kind of maybe a one-two punch sort of thing going on for the regals yeah I mean, both those girls uh they both were and both had 20 points apiece and uh, eight off the bench from their point guard, or their point guard had eight as well. So those are the big three for them that we need to to take care of and know where they're at at all times. I mean, they're good shooters. Um, so we gotta we gotta use our size to our advantage to keep them off the board. Don't give them second chance shots, and just you know take advantage of what we can control and and hopefully you know play good basketball again and uh, use our press to our advantage. They won their opener at home the other night, sixty-one to forty-four. They go to Mid Prairie next week. Also, Comanche, Durant. They kind of follow you guys around in a way, almost uh, minus Mid Prairie, obviously. But um, you guys were able to get back to practice. I mean, you have, uh, this week you had a couple practices under your belt. What sort of things uh, um, as you look ahead? You know, is everyone back um, that should be back, or is that still going to be a work in progress as things go forward here this week? Yeah, we're still a work in progress. We're hopefully to, we're hoping to be at full strength uh, on Monday, uh, possibly have everybody back then. But um, it's just right now we're just you know we, we're using people accordingly, and and we've got some you know good minutes off the bench from Charlotte Brown the other day. Um, she did a nice job defensively, and it really helped in our press with her, her long arms. Um, uh, I thought uh, Peyton Ganser did a nice job off the bench, um, gave us some valuable minutes. And I just think, you know, if we can get to be eight, nine deep, that we can really come in and give us quality minutes. I think that that's where we want to be, and we're pretty close to that right now. So just keep getting better every time we go out and just keep, you know, 
um, improving in practice and get ready because we got that, like you said, uh, three games in five days. So we got to be ready to go. Coach, thanks for coming on the podcast today. I look forward to talking about those games. We'll have three games to talk about next time we get together next week. Good luck. Go get them. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Coach's Corner podcast. You can find the podcast on iTunes or follow the link posted on the Tipton Conservative Sports Facebook page. Have a great holiday weekend, everybody. Until next time, we'll see you at the game.